Welcome to Six Degrees Within YGK, a podcast where we get everyone within the YGK area where we talk about health, fitness, and overall balance of life. I'm your host, Bob Payne, owner of Crossroad Limestone, Limestone Athletics. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode with Six Degrees within YGK. Today we have Coach Amy Brown on the show. Amy, what's up? Hi Bob, thanks for having me today. Oh, it's awesome. It's, it's great having you here. A big leader in the gym here. Um, you've been a member with the gym for five, four or five? Yep, five years and probably about five months. Five months, okay, yeah. yeah. And you've been coaching with us for... A little over a year, a year I'd now. say. Yeah, just because you started helping out with the coaching during the pandemic when we were shut down, when we started opening up again. Yes, I remember starting out in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, you, we started doing the parking lot. Um, but you are always were like a leader in the gym. I think basically since like day one, since you started coming here. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's just the way I was brought up and all of my different experiences that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, have kind of molded me to be a, I consider myself to be a natural born leader. Yeah, well, yeah. for sure, especially with like even your job being a vice principal, moving up the ranks in that. Yep, I it's everywhere it, in my life right now. Yeah, oh. well, then let's hear about your past, your history in getting into sports and what kind got you to where we're at now. All right, well, I grew up in a small town Carleton Place, which is uh, 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes uh, west of Ottawa. So back then, um, it's just, it was a small town, like 7,000 people. And we only had one high school. So everyone... How big is Carleton now? Oh, um, I don't even know. I, haven't, I don't really go back there anymore because my parents don't live there anymore. I'd say it's doubled or Okay, I've never actually been A lot there. of people from Ottawa are moving out that way. So it's pretty crazy now. But um, back then, one high school, we all went to the same high school. It was like the best way to be brought up. Like, I absolutely loved it. Everyone knew everybody... Um, we're all still really, really close friends. Um, I'm friends with my, the girls that I've known since I was in grade one, and we still all are pretty tight still today. So um, growing up, um, I went to Carlton Place High School, and those teachers, like looking back now, are legendary. Like, um, Do you keep in contact with any I of do. us? That's wicked. Yeah, like we, um, we're all friends on uh, Facebook, Instagram, they're constantly checking in with me how uh, my family and, and work and CrossFit's going. So, like, that's pretty special. Yeah. And, and especially if they're keeping track, it, like, it's been a couple of years, and for them to, like, you must have left a good impression on them. Yeah, but they, they took the time to get to know me, and um, they knew how to push me, and they set very high expectations, and they were fantastic leaders. So I think that's where I learned a lot of my leadership qualities and where I kind of, I I'm trying to emulate that from them into my own day-to-day -day experiences today. Um, but uh, one particular teacher, he never taught me, but he actually opened a CrossFit gym in my high school. Um, he checks in on me like every open, aim, what's the plan? What are you doing? How are you gonna attack this? And then I'd finish, how'd it go? Uh, I think you can do better. You need to yeah. do it again. That's Coach Dickey, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, because I met him doing my, um, like, level one for weightlifting with, like, NCCP. Yeah. No, he was a great guy. Just right off the bat, just talks to everyone. Everyone seems to know him. Great reputation. Like, he's awesome. Yeah, and to have him continue to check in on me and, 
and he doesn't even know how I, he's never seen me lift, he's never <laughs> seen me do CrossFit, but he knows I have high expectations for myself and so does he, and uh, you don't think that went 100%? Nope, you're gonna do it again, yeah. and you're gonna check in with me and let me know how that yeah. goes. And his CrossFit gym is associated with the school too, right? Yes, it's all through grant money. So oh, that he, is amazing. Imagine doing, like, having access to that. Because, like, when I was in high school, we had no, well, you had, like, that little gym, whatever, because I went to Frontenac. But imagine having access to do something like that, like the coaching and the CrossFit. Yeah, he has developed quite, uh, like, a following now, too, because not a lot of the kids knew what CrossFit was. But now they, it's like a lineup to get into that course now. And he had opened it up to the public too so that um, my friends could go um, early in the morning, late at night, and he'd just do it like for free and wouldn't charge anybody and just out of the goodness of his heart because he loved CrossFit so much. So he is a huge role model in my life still. Yeah. Yeah. So then like I never really had one sport that I like in high school that I uh, excelled at. Like I always made the volleyball team or the basketball team and that's where I met like all my friends. I think it's because we're all like likability people like we all love sport and we all love to um, work hard but play hard too so I think that's why what kind of brought me into sports but one thing that's pretty um, unique about Carlton Place is everyone paddles so the Carlton Place Canoe Club is right across the street from the high school right on the, the banks of the Mississippi and uh, from age I'd say 6 to 18 I spent every single day of every single summer there um, we'd train like when I got a little older and uh, became more competitive, we trained two to three times a day. Um, we had European coaches brought in, and uh, they pushed us pretty hard. I was pretty serious because, like, just define paddling when you paddled, like, because it's in the canoe that we're talking about, right? Well, or, or in the kayak, or are you talking about the kayak? Well, uh, I started out kayaking. It's flat water racing, so 500 or 1,000 meters, and there was a single K1, a double K2 or a quadruple for a K4. So that's where I started. And it was pretty intense. Like, you had to earn your spot in these crew boats. You couldn't just, like, oh, I want to go with my friends and we'll go. Like, you had to, we had to do time trials and, like, the best people for that crew at that time would get to go in those boats. Yeah, was it not a social regattas. club? Uh, well, it was, but I mean, like, it wasn't just kind of a couple friends hanging out. No, like, no, no, no. it was competitive. It was very intense. Yeah, and we did a ton of weightlifting. So that's where I think I got my love of weightlifting. Pretty young age, like maybe grade, we started grade nine. All upper body. Bench press, pulls, pushes, that's all I, that's all I did. Like that we, sounds like a great time. <laughs> I know. We never did any lower body. We were sitting in the boat. Yes, you use your hips and legs to push against the, the footrest, but it was all huge upper body work. So that's where I think... Um, my weightlifting uh, love definitely came from. Yeah. And with that, was that the coaches teaching you guys the weightlifting? Was that part through the high school too? Or was that like... No, all through the canoe club. Oh, okay. Yeah, and my brother and sister did it too. Um, my sister and I are quite a lot alike because we, <laughs> we like to paddle, but we also had a pretty good social life in high school. So <laughs> uh, we didn't go as far as my brother did. Um, as in the Saturday morning um, <laughs> practices were a little tough. Yeah, and but we'd still show up. Well, we'd always show well, that's up. That's good. We'd always be there. Some days were more rough than others. But uh, my brother was the one who kind of like the. He reminded me of exactly the podcast you did with Rob Gibson. 
Yeah. He gave up a lot. Like he gave up his whole, like a lot of fun things in his life for kayaking. And he was the most driven, motivated, um, has the craziest work ethic I've ever, person I've ever met. Um, he actually made it to the Olympics, so he was in the K4 um, in Athens and Beijing. Oh, wow. Okay, too. I knew he yeah. went to one, but that's amazing, too. Yeah. Is he older or younger? He's two years younger. Okay. So we've kind of grown up in a pretty competitive, um, you know, competitive paddling family. That's kind of what our family's known for <laughs> in yeah. Carlton Place now. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I came from growing up and living in Carlton Place. Okay. And then went to Western. Yes. Did you play any sports there? Purple and Proud. Purple and Proud. Purple Rain, yeah. Vanier Cup winners yesterday, by the way. Yep. Um, yeah, I went to Western. I, I took a four-year kinesiology degree. Um, but I didn't really, like, I didn't get into a lot of sports there. I kind of got in a bit of a slump. Like, I didn't have my kayaking, which I, that was my, my, my life. Um, I worked out, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't have it in me. Like, I partied hard, and I worked hard, and there was a lot of work. Um, got through my four years. That's where I met Greg. We were on the kinesiology ski trip together. Okay, there it goes, yeah. <laughs> so we met in, like, 1999 and finished off our schooling there, and then I got into um, Teachers College at Queen's. So I kind of said to Greg, hey, uh, I need to go a little closer to home. I'm, I don't, like, Western's fun and all, but it's too far away from my family. So I yeah. said, are you coming or are you staying? <laughs> <laughs> Game ultimatum, because where's he from then? He's from Listowel. Where's Which that? is like outside, kind of like Kitchener area, of okay. Waterloo. So he was fine to, he's like, I don't have any really thing holding me back here. Like, I don't need to stay here. So huh. along he came. Along he came. That's wicked. Yeah. And then, because, so you guys came in Kingston and. About 2001. One? Yep. And when did you start doing CrossFit? Um, well, Olivia was born in 2007. So again, 2001, 2007, meh, I was going to like big box gym, just doing the old cardio and the Stairmaster, doing my step classes, like just getting in an hour a day. Yeah, like, just a sweat sesh, whatever. Yeah, it like, I don't know, I was still in my, meh, yeah. couldn't really, didn't really have anything to like motivate me. Um, and then in about, I'd say when Olivia was like four, 2011-ish, that's when um, my brother and sister said, you've got to try this CrossFitting. You'd love it. Like, you need to do something. Oh, so they were doing it before yeah, you? Yeah, they had tried it out, and they're like, you got to try it. I'm like, okay, well, if you guys say so, you know me well. So so then I grabbed my good friend, Debbie Broom, because I can't do anything by myself, something like oh, that. Oh, you guys knew each other ahead of time? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. And uh, me going to a gym by myself, that was, like, really, I'm pretty... Uh, <laughs> some high anxiety and get a little panicky sometimes. So that was like, no, nah, I can't do that. Nope. I'm going to grab my good bud Deb and we're going to go try this out. So I sucked her in. Yeah. <laughs> and we went to uh, another CrossFit gym in Kingston. And uh, we got, I got very strong at that gym. It was well, because at that time, they started off as CrossFit. Then they started segueing over to more weightlifting. Yeah. They're, they have a more focused on weightlifting, like yeah. the snatch, clean, and jerk, squat. I learned a lot. And I got, I think I got quite strong. Um, not a lot of gymnastic skills. Um, and then one year we had tried, like I'd say, I'd been there for about five years. And about year four, we had tried, we're like, oh, what's this CrossFit Open all about? Let's just test it out, whatever. So we just kind of tried it in the back room by ourselves. And 
And that's where I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. But um, I suck at the gymnastics part, big time. So that's when I was like, ah, I think it's time to try a real CrossFit gym. And so the Wolf Pack, the, yeah. there's a, some of you might know us. No, because no. <laughs> there's a wall, there's about six of you that. Uh, nine. There's nine, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we had got to know each other really well at that gym. Like, we became pretty tight. And uh, we were kind of like, we're all in this together. If we're moving gyms, everyone has yeah, to agree. Yeah, it's a whole pack, yeah. Yeah, so we all agreed. And here we are today. Yeah. I would love to get the wolf pack on this one day. I think we'll all need a couple of drinks. Well, I will just uh, handle all nine of you all at once. But no, I think that would be a lot of fun if we got them on one day. And we're a pretty unique group because we're all different ages. You're all different too, like different personalities. Very. Yeah. And some of us have kids that are all grown up. Some of us are like Amy's do any day with her second. So we're eclectic bunch that's for sure but the crossfit brought us together yeah. and it has kept us together for 10 years yeah. and so we call ourselves the we're always our hashtag is buy one get eight free so yeah. if one <laughs> if one person gets invited to a wedding yeah, or something everyone's coming yeah. sorry there's nine of us coming but i think we bring a pretty good time yeah. well this is kind of shows like when you go into like a gym where it's a class setting like even crossfit or even some gyms aren't crossfit like shows that it's more just about getting a workout in, like going in, getting a sweat, getting toned, or whatever terms people want to use. But it's more about the people you meet and how much fun it is. Because that's what it is. It's a social club outside of your work and home life. Oh, right? is it ever? Yeah. But I find with me here, like, yes, I'm social outside when we wait. I'm social when we get started. But then when that clock starts, it's go time. social time's over. Yeah. Like, I'm here to train. I'm here to get a good workout in. Sure, I have fun, but my top priority is, like, yeah. training. Well, because you have yeah. 60 minutes. 60 minutes after a yeah. stressful day, um, especially now being a vice principal, dealing with the kind of the mess with COVID and all that. But you, this is your release, and this is your time, and that's totally understandable, right? And, you like, you come here to meet new people and have fun, but you also need your release and, like, and then some people are very serious. They come in, they're focused on that, and some other people are like, yeah, whatever. I just come here to socialize, right? Oh, yeah. And, but what's great about this place is that you can get a great workout in and you can also see your friends and meet a ton of new people at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Now, so with you saying um, you got really strong before, coming here, you started working more on gymnastics. Um, over, say, the past few years coming here with doing like the open and all that, like what is kind of your biggest thing that you have improved over the couple of years? Yeah, I remember coming here and one of the, I don't know which one of you coaches it was, but it's like, okay, um, handstand push-up time. I'm like, what? Like, I have not been upside down in, <laughs> since I was like seven at gymnastics class. Like, <laughs> and it was like, it was, it was so eye-opening because I thought, oh, I'm pretty good. Like, I, I can lift and then come here and then I just see like the bar and like people doing pull-ups and the rings and like all this other stuff. And, and that's where I was like, holy shit, like I've got a lot to learn. Was it kind of overwhelming because of seeing all that? Yeah. And I was just so many different like movements to learn. I'm like, okay, I'm going to tackle this one thing at a time here. Like the easiest one to me seems like, okay, I can do a handstand against the wall. Start there. It's funny because that's probably one of the hardest ones. But Yeah. But to me, I was like, ah, okay, I'll fling myself up against the wall. Hopefully it holds me up and, and go from there. So then I kind of tackled the handstand push-ups, got that. Okay. Now I'm going to figure out pull-ups. You guys are pretty good at all the coaches are giving lots of progressions. 
Every time I came in, just try a new thing, came to gymnastics class quite a bit, figured that out. And then the biggest one to me, <laughs> which took a lot of patience and time, was the ring muscle up. Like, I came every single Saturday for probably a year and a half. Julia and I would pull our little box over to the rings. We'd sit patiently, wait for Dylan or, or James to come over. And all I needed was a tap on the back as that cue to get me to fling myself forward yeah. and I'd be good. But I needed that, like, tap on the back every single Saturday. It was a tap on the back, not push through. The... Hardly, no. I, at first it was a bit of a push through. But, like, after that, just need that tap, 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 yeah. tap. So we would sit and we tried giving each other taps on the back. Nope, we needed Dylan, we needed James. <laughs> you need <laughs> so, a certified, yeah, someone to so, do that. Uh, they were very patient with us too, but that took forever. And I remember like, I'm like, I'm never going to get this. I'm getting too old for this. Like, it's just, let's just end it. But no, kept going. Finally yeah. got it. Well, I think that's uh, how you have to do it is pick one movement, chip away, check it off the list. Pick next movement, pick yeah. away, check it off the list. Because um, a lot of time people want to like put the horse in front of the cart, right? They're like, hey, I want to be able to do butterfly pull-ups right now. And be like, okay, how are your regular pull-ups? They're like, I can't do a single pull-up. Like, no. Yeah. You have to, it takes time because it's a skill. It's a skill that requires a lot of strength, a lot of coordination, and basically just a lot of practice in there. And we're not like 12 years old where like no. our bodies are just way more flexible and like we can kind of learn something a little bit quicker. And way you did that is probably the like that's great advice to anybody else who's coming in right and when they're like they look at that they're like i want to be able to do that movement that movement that movement it is way overwhelming you just got to pick one and kind of chip away and you have to know like um as i was told oh these ring must look look so amazing when people do them yeah i want to do it but did i know how to do a dip i need you need to be able to do a dip if you can't do a dip well then there's no point in striving ahead and trying all this all these different you know, movements to try to get the ring muscle up. Can you do strict pull-up? If you can't, well, no. You got to go back and do the kind of the boring stuff to get to. Yeah. Well, no one ever wants to do that. They want the sexy, cool things yeah. that are new, different. <laughs> and instead of like, yeah, to get really good at like muscle-ups, you got to be really good at pull-ups. Yeah. Like. But even today too, like we don't do them a lot. Um, I'm not fantastic at them. I still need to practice them all the time. It's still super frustrating. Um, and even, okay, sure, I got one. Well, now, okay, now I get you know, trying to link them together. Could do it back in the day. Today, not so much. So there's always something here to work on. Like, that's what I like about it. There's always a challenge. It's never boring. Um, there's always something that we can get better at yeah. or faster at or stronger at. Yeah. Do you think um, that helps keep you going because there's always something never gets too overwhelming that there's always something? Yeah, I think... I have self-diagnosed myself with, like, attention deficit yeah. <laughs> disorder. So, like, that's what I like about this place. I am told what to do, so I don't even have to think. Like, I just show up at the door. This is what you're doing. Go. And every day is so different. One day is a heavy strength day. Next day, hardcore endurance wide for 40 minutes. So it's never the same thing. That's what I really like about that. And that there's always something to work on. Like, okay, today you're going to do 20 pull-ups. Okay, my goal is to try to get 10 unbroken. Yeah. And always try to have a goal for the workout or for the, the strength piece going in. Yeah. No, everyone, you need a goal. You need yeah. a goal to kind of keep pushing you. Like you said, you need a goal in that workout, kind of like being able to do 10 pull-ups or trying the goal should be like, hey, it's an and wrap, so as many rounds as possible. Try and get at least three rounds. And yeah. if you have to go a little bit lighter with the weights, have that. 
sometimes you just got to show up and turn your mind off because stress, blah, blah. But you do need that little just chip away. And people and the coaches here are pretty good at knowing everybody like on an individual basis. Like the especially um, like James and Mike, when I work out with them or if they're coaching, like I have a self-confidence problem for sure. I know I do. And I look at something, I'm like, I can't do that. No, there's no way. Uh, that weight's too heavy or no, that's way too many muscle ups. And I, and I, my brain just takes over. And uh, once I get into that thinking, it's really hard to get out of it and to uh, to, to move on and to, to attempt this. So they especially push me and like even yesterday I had a certain amount of weight on my bar for the for the workout yesterday and as I was doing something else Mike came over didn't even tell me threw on more weight and I had no time to even think about it or change or whatever did I do it yeah of course I did because I could but at the start I'm like nope can't do it nope I'm just gonna leave like this so um the to have people here that know you and to know this is what you can do. You can do it. And to give a bit of a kick in the butt when needed no. is is quite helpful too. Now, competitions, because you've done how many competitions? Quite a few. Like, okay, so let's not count the open, but how many have you done? So four, five, oh, six? Oh, I'd say up to ten. Okay, ten, okay. Yeah. I tried a powerlifting one, um, and that was fine. I did fine. Like, my lifts were great. I was happy with it. Um, the setting of a powerlifting competition, not my cup of tea, where everybody's watching you. It's silent. Silent, <laughs> uh, large, yelling right before you go, yeah, and then wait. Not my, no. So did that, check that off the bucket list. Probably won't do another one again. Um, I would, did, you, would you ever do a weightlifting one? Because that's very similar. Uh, no. 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 Um, and then got into like individual CrossFit ones. Uh, not bad. Very... Um, that's a lot of pressure on me. Like I put a lot of pressure on myself because if there's something I can't do, I'm pretty much screwed, right? Like <laughs> if it comes to, let's say strict handstand push-ups, I don't really have those down pat yet. Well, if I get to that and that's there, I'm, st- I'm stuck. Yeah. So um, did a couple of those and was fine. Then there was one I did, I remember it was in Brockville and uh, I am like a master's athlete, here I am in my probably it was about I don't know 40 up against these young pups like I don't know 23 25 and that's where it hit me like okay uh I'm not (laughs) a young young chick anymore like I am a master's athlete and I think I need to maybe do some more competitions against people my age because that really just it was hard well it's hard hard and like I like I remember a couple competitions like we have some other athletes who are doing them and they're looking around they're like like there's this great memory that we so we did a competition here we're hosting it and Ted Ted Bailey I don't know if you yeah I think you might yeah. know him um, and Eric Williams so they're partners at a competition and so they're only ones over forty everyone else is like in, in the mid twenties and they come in there and like their kids are running around they're holding them and everyone right before like the wads about to start the clocks about to start all the guys take off their shirts and they're looking at me he's like when did this become a thing are we supposed to take our shirts off and like they're kind of joking he's like come on, like, we're just trying to avoid the dad bod here. And I remember, like, before one of the workouts, everyone's going, all the young guys are, like, chugging the pre-workout and getting jacked up. And Ted's over there, like, holding his kid, kind of, like, playing. I was like, Ted, we're starting, like, three, two. And he's like, oh, hold on. Why? He puts his kid down, runs over. He's like, what's the workout? It just shows, like, it's a totally different. And, like, these guys are working out full-time. Ted's just trying to get 
couple workouts in a week just to avoid the dad bod. No, it is a big difference, but it's amazing that you're up there competing, throwing down with them because you, because you also did one with my brother Pete. Yep, Pete and, and I have done a couple. No, because um, you get because you you place in a lot of them. Yeah, we've had a lot of success. I really like the team ones, like the partner or the team ones, though, where you are communi- the communication. Holy smokes, yeah, huge. Um, and it's, it's just not put your head down and work. It's like okay, no. break it up. Yeah. Yeah, and um, working off each other's strengths and weaknesses. So hey, I can't do a lot of chest to bar. You're gonna do a couple more of those, but I can pump off more. Um, you know, box drums or whatever. something. Whatever, yeah. yeah. So we definitely can work off each other's weaknesses and um, get through. <laughs> so I really like the team ones. And I've done a couple with James. I've done a couple with Dylan. Um, the biggest one was the the Atlas Games one what, uh, that James and Dylan and Sarah and I had uh, qualified for. So that was right uh, March. That was around March 17th or something, right before the world ended. Like right when things changed yeah so we had i was like oh guys there's this qualifier for the atlas games you guys want to do it and they're like yeah sure i sucked them in and that was the hardest thing i've ever done the qualifying wads holy smokes like (laughs) very intense and we would do them and then we kind of compare our results to everybody else and then james would send me a text amy you got to do uh add two more pounds to your six overhead squats. And I'm like, James, I just <laughs> overhead squatted myself in body weight. I don't think I can do it anymore. He's like, well, there's no option. You have to. If you want. You're the <laughs> oh, yeah. one that came up with this dumb idea. You are going to redo it, and you're going to get two more pounds. That's yeah. all you need. So, like, holy, the, knowing that like going into that pain cave once. You got to redo killer. it. You know how much it's going to hurt. That's a oh, hard yeah. place to go to. Yeah, and then knowing, okay, got to go back, but my team is counting on me. Uh, I can't let them down. Got to do it again. And then the other one was the rowing one. So we each had a different uh, distance to row. I had the 1,000 meters. Uh, Dylan sent me a message that other, for that one. Uh, you got to try to get a second off, a second or two. Mike. And Whoa. for anyone who doesn't do a lot of rowing, like one second or two seconds in 1,000 meters, like that's a lot. Yeah. Like that, it, it, you go up by a couple placings, but that's a lot of pain just for those one or two seconds. I didn't shave one second off. I had no. the exact same time. Oh my god! Now <laughs> I would like go I was nuts. So yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah. So we qualified barely. I think we they took thirty five teams. We were like thirty to thirty fifth. We qualified, and then we found out what the actual wads were, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is like no joke." <laughs> Wasn't there swimming in one of them? Uh, oh no! I'm mixing it with another competition. No. Yeah. But just super heavy. Like, the snatching was, like, my max. Um, and this is not, like, a master's thing. This is no. uh, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, the, I remember the handstand walking. It was synchronized handstand walking, and it had to be 20 yards at a time. If, you bo- if Sarah and I couldn't get that 20 yards, we'd have to go back to the start. Like, I'm like, holy, this is big, the big leagues. And we got there. I had thrown up all night the night before we're supposed to leave i had some sort of i don't know what i had james had um like pretty much pneumonia (laughs) sarah i remember sarah had been working like crazy at school and work and then and dylan was good to go but uh (laughs) (laughs) so we i don't know we made it there in one piece i was like on my deathbed and we just had to wait for like four hours at this complex with people from all over the world 
Because um, this is a qualifier to go to the no, CrossFit Games, like right? And I'm just going to throw it out there. Like, the average age of your three teammates is about 10 years younger, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Um, like, I'm just trying to say, like, how great that is on you. Like, yeah, to I'd, be throwing down, yeah. Yep, to be pushed, that's for sure. Um, but um, we got there, and that's when I looked around, and I was like, okay, this is TSN Turning Point. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was out of my league and even like the workout like the workouts that were coming up even to be a hundred percent that would have been a push like and here I was like maybe 25 (laughs) percent so you know what things happen for a reason um unfortunately got canceled due to COVID yeah and we all came back home yeah and And well you haven't done a competition well no we've done the open yeah so what's nice about the open like I love doing that every year I love comparing myself like I'm data driven so I love looking at my results compared to other women my age in uh, Canada and the world and and redoing workouts from years past to see like oh okay uh, I actually did better than five years ago like that's pretty good yeah to compare training and and just oh last time I did this I couldn't get a muscle up this time I got a couple okay I'm still going here even though I'm 44. Yeah. Um, so that's really motivating to me. And, and this year, yeah, we, the four of us, uh, Jackie, Pete, and you and I, were lucky enough to make it on. Yeah. And Gianni, too. And Gianni, yeah. yeah. He was the only one who didn't come do the rope yes. one because he like created something in his front lawn, too, <laughs> just like we did at Jackie's. Yeah, so holy train for adversity. Like, it's one thing to train in a gym and to climb a rope in a gym, but when we had to go and climb a rope attached to Jackie and Stu's tree. Yeah, on the front lawn because the gym was shut down. We weren't allowed to train in the gym because it's, again, during one of the lockdowns. And I remember you had to, halfway up, you had to make sure you didn't start rotating to the one side because then you're going to run into the trunk. You're going to be hitting the trunk and you can't go up anymore. And so I remember a couple of times as you start to rotate, you're like, damn, I'm starting rotating into the trunk. So you had to like try and swing yourself around to, because how high was that, 15 feet? 15 feet. We couldn't yeah. have even done it at this gym because no. this... That's 12 feet to the yeah. beam. So, like, <laughs> here we are out there. I'm like, wow, this is not what I expected. But, hey, you got to go with the punches here. And this is what we've been dealt with. And we're lucky that we can do it at all. So, yep. let's go. And yep. we did it. <laughs> got through. Um, I had also uh, shredded my Achilles, like, right before the lockdown. So, I was uh, on strict duties, uh, orders from Dan physio dan not to do anything for that's dan akuna, akuna from freedom physio for yeah. a really long time like that was really hard so i just got the go-ahead like the day before and one of our wads was like i don't know something ridiculous 300 double unders i'm like oh my gosh this is what put me in yeah it was like 75 power cleans 300 double unders yeah. <laughs> here i am like i hadn't done a double under in two months and uh i was worried the whole achilles was just gonna explode blow up yeah. but it's all taped up and hey we got through that and High box jumps was the next day. I'm like, okay. Overhead squats. Yeah, it was overhead squats and high box jumps. Yeah, here's another test on the old Achilles. So, like, just things like that. And even for the open one, I was in isolation because my kids were on a bus with a positive case. So I remember Mel and Amanda came over in my backyard. They're all masked up, and they judged me on my back patio in the craziest windstorm ever. But, hey, I got through it, and whatever. So kept on making it through. Yeah. Just got to go with the flow. Yeah. But I think that it shows, like, 
how fun this stuff can be because you're going to remember those workouts, right? You can never blame a workout. It's like, well, I had this go, and, like, we had to climb up a tree to do rope climbs. But to me, like, that's what makes it fun. Like, it make, adds more challenges, so it's a little bit more stressful. But I don't know. I like that. I like yeah. the adversity of the challenges. So mm-hmm. Now, with um, doing CrossFit all these competitions, over the years, what are some big game changers that have – happened for you like wow I wish I knew this when I was before like nutrition or anything like that like that you wish you knew starting like six seven years ago yeah nutrition the last I'd say two years has changed my life like I was not eating enough definitely not I that I, is very common when people start doing CrossFit. I didn't know it at the time I was like oh I'm fine I get through the day whatever and I was a low-carb girl for sure. No bread and, you know, not a lot of potatoes and all that. Very paleo, but paleo is also recommended for people not doing high-intensity workout. Yeah, but I'm pretty active. Like, I get up and I do not sit down until, like, the end of the day. Like, go, go, go all day. Expending a lot of energy throughout the day. Not just at the gym, but at school. I do not sit down. Um, So, really, for the amount of energy that I expend... I was definitely not eating enough. And I think my body was like in starvation mode. So then hooked up with Cheryl at Movie Play and uh, she's like, okay, we got to crank this up a couple notches. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like you want me to eat a ton of food. I can't do it. No, way too many carbs. She's, but again, you got to trust the process. You got to trust the, she's the pro. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. And she did it little increments at a time. Yeah. It wasn't like overnight, like all of a sudden you got to go up by 1,000 calories no, here. No, but, it, but. Was a, it was quite a bit. Like I was up to 325 grams of carbs a day, um, which is a lot. Like I, my lunch pail, I couldn't even fit my food in my lunch pail. Like I pretty much need two. Like what would be in that lunch meal just because? Oh, c- um, I usually have like a cottage cheese or Greek yogurt with some granola and fruit in the morning for a snack. Um, ve- tons of veggies, um, dates, nuts, seeds. Those are my dates, like yeah. go-to. Like yeah, because a lot of people when they think carbs, they're like, oh, I gotta eat a lot of bread. But it's like just yeah. more vegetables, like nutrient-dense vegetables. Because yeah. a lot of people they eat vegetables and it's like spinach, which is healthy for you, but there's like literally nothing in terms of calories in spinach. And definitely way more potatoes, sweet potatoes, quinoa, rice, squashes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, once I got eating way more and was like, okay, I felt like a million bucks. Like I came in here, started getting, my results were faster. I was lifting more, getting PRs all over the place. Um, Were you putting on weight? No, I lost uh, 10 pounds and about eight inches. That's crazy. Because it is a, um, there's that whole... I don't want to say everyone has it backwards because everyone's kind of different, but a lot of people think that the more they eat, the more they're going to gain weight. But your body does go into starvation mode. And Cheryl's great on like, no, this is what happens, explaining it to you. People don't eat enough. And we get that with, because uh, uh, you and I, we talked about this with the ice wolves. When we get yeah. the girls coming in here, they come into the gym, their tired days came from practice, so many practices a week, games on weekends, travel, school. Um, and they're just like, they're just exhausted. It's like, have you ate today? Well, I had some toast this morning with peanut butter. And this is like, uh, we're, this is like 9.30 at night at this point. Yeah. I was like, you girls need to eat. I know, but I don't want to gain weight. 
It's like it doesn't work that way. No, it's the opposite. And especially for them coming from the rink right to here, like that's that's an insane amount of no. energy. But but with them, they get like everyone seems to have it. Like the more you eat, the more you can put on weight. And then yep. you throw on the other stressors of like being in high school, social media. Yeah. So. No, I think the gradual approach, just adding a little bit more and, and tracking the macros, like using that my fitness pal, and just do it for three days. Punch everything in. It takes time, yeah, but you can see pretty quickly where you need to change. Um, and having Cheryl as a guide was great because I needed to know those numbers. I, I wasn't experienced enough to know, okay, this is what I need. And the, I do like carb cycling. So some days I eat way more carbs than others and it just cycles throughout the week. Um, yeah, so I kind of, uh, I'm on my own now. Uh, so I kind of told Cheryl, you know what? I think I get it now. I'm going to try on my own, which is not easy because I know I don't have her to check in with me every four weeks and I don't have my pictures to send and my measurements and everything like that. So that's, this is a little test. Like, it's easy to sway away. And, oh. Well, it's easy to just be like, well, I have no one checking on me, no accountability. Yeah. I'm just not going to track it. Ooh. I'm going to start next Monday. Yeah. Or, okay, I'll go out for, and, I, and I'm not like stuck on that plan. Like, yeah, we all went out for dinner the other night and had steak dinner. Sure. Um, but it's like, okay, next day, okay, back at it. Yeah. Stick with it. So, yeah, like we have to, everything in moderation. And I try to do the 80% thing where, yeah. Well, yeah. And like what you said there, like you do need to check it because it's like same thing with the gym. If you don't really pay attention to where you're at tracking and when I say tracking, like your squat numbers or like yeah. you're, you don't know if you're improving. It's like the yeah. same thing with like your credit card, right? If you don't actually do audits every now and then, check your credit card, where are you wasting a lot of money on? You have no idea if you're making more money, less money. Like everyone needs to keep track, keep score. And that's what I say here when I'm coaching people, like you need to write this down or use the Wattify app and put in your results. How are you going to know? Like when we do, you know, two back squats in six weeks, you're not going to remember what you did. And what's the point? Like you probably do less or the same what you did before, which is why are you even here? Like, you know, if you want to get some gains, you got to crank it up a little bit. So definitely keeping track of everything is. Yeah. Um, and then what about like food prepping and all that? How would you organize that? Like, cause I want to get into a little bit into your life balance here. Yeah. So on the weekends, I that, do, well, because that is the biggest thing with people. People are like, I don't have time to prep food, yeah. but well, we all got the same amount of time. Yeah. And I, on the weekends I try to do the crock pot and the Instapot and make the stews and soups and meals and whatever, freeze them all. And then throughout the week, um, quickly. And, and I'm up like when I'm working on the Island, I'm up, uh, I'm leaving my house by six. I don't have time to cook to make a good breakfast. So my breakfasts, are, a lot of them are um, frozen ahead of time if I can or pre-made and just grab and go. So I'm not eating the shit um, because I don't have time. So I make time. You're setting yourself up for success. Yeah. And pre-making all the protein balls and whatever. Everything, lots of things can be just be frozen. So it's so easy just to grab it. Well, you just set some time aside like on weekend, Saturday yeah. or Sunday, like say later today two hours cooking boom yeah. i'm going to cook up a few different acorn squash and have that ready to and we go use um hello fresh too so we got the food delivered and it's like pre pretty much pre-cut uh in that's a very easy it's a little bit expensive but it's oh, but nice. you are paying for convenience because well, like yeah. you come home after a long day <laughs> takes 30 minutes you have all the ingredients you can just open it up you don't need to run to the grocery store it is very convenient and we have the kids taking on one 
one night a week too. So oh, nice. that's nice. very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like Tara and I, cause we had that too doing, um, we've done them all like, cause yeah, I think we just went back to HelloFresh cause we alternate them. Yeah. But like same thing with us, like we know we're going to be working late. The kids can cook it up themselves. Yeah. It's like idiot proof to follow the direction. Mm -hmm. So, and some of them aren't as healthy as they could be. Like I try to pick healthier ones, but in order to keep everybody happy, I kind of sometimes have to sway off the, it's not about me. It's about the family and what they <laughs> you want. You guys are working together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, or I try to add a little bit more to my own, like, you know, so got to be a little flexible, but that has, it is, it's costly, but you know what, for our lifestyle, it works. Yeah. Well, everyone has to find that balance. How many days a week do you work out? Uh, I was working at six days a week, but then um, I kind of realized that that might be a little bit too much. Why? Um, what made I don't you know. Think I just that? feel like um, some days I'm just done. Like, yes, I've got a pretty, I've got a pretty crazy work schedule right now. I'm, I'm vice principal at three schools. So <laughs> every morning I wake up, I'm like, where the heck am I going today? Like, it's like a traveling roadshow. So uh, I think just, and it's quite like it's one thing to be a brand new vice principal. Uh, on a normal day, but during COVID, like... Well, numbers are um, high and classes insane. are getting yeah. shut. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So that, and then uh, some days, like, by the end of the week, I'm like, I can't even, like, no, it, my body is done. Um, so I'm kind of worked maybe, like, down to five, but then my sixth day is, like, go for a walk or go for, you know, hop yeah, on Like a Peloton recovery or, or something. something, like, slow and steady. Yeah, nothing wild and crazy, so... Yeah. No, that's awesome because I will say with a very intense job, right, a lot of stress, yeah. coming into the gym can be a lot of stress. Doing six, seven days, I can't do that. Yeah, no. no. It's just too – and that's, I think, where injuries will start to come into play or just performance will kind of suffer, so it's yeah. not really worth it. Do you think you would bump it back up if, uh, like, if you're going to sign up for another competition? Yeah, I feel a little like this is – I'm a little out of sorts still. Like, we always have had a competition. They're spread out so well that, like, okay, three months. This is coming up. So time to buckle down and train a bit harder and, you know, careful with the eating and maybe come to try a little bit more open gym and work on the weaknesses and stuff like that. But now it's just like, okay, just show up daily and work on the weaknesses here and there. But I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little... Like, my, the motivation is not as high as it used to be, for sure. Um, yeah, and when I have more time, like, during the, the Christmas break is coming up, so there's two weeks there. So, okay, get some good training yeah. sessions in then. And then summer is totally different. Like, I can go pretty hard yeah. in the summer. With well, and, um, and we got the Open coming up soon, yeah. right? Yeah, so in I'll... February. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I'm going to start coming to more, like, the nightly the um, Open gym that night and work on... My weaknesses for sure. Like the muscle ups. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The straining the ring muscle ups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that was awesome. That yeah, was good, so. Amy. Well, thank you so much for jumping on with us. This. this was good. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you, Amy. Thank you.